Alright, are we talking about Men in Black? We have a, we gotta start the Are we show. gonna intro the we show? Start the show. <laughs> I am Hillary, aka Fergie. <laughs> Holy shit. Fergie Ferg. I should stop eating this. There's you absolutely really stop eating. no way you're gonna be able to cobble anything useful out of this. this is gonna- This is episode two, and it's also uh, our Christmas special. Uh, also, uh, we're going to start today's show with uh, the, the bisexual bulletin. Here's some news from the day. Men in Black International trailer dropped, and if you're a bisexual like me, you've been waiting for this day your whole life, because it's a movie with... Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. Who is the best Chris? No. Alright, what, who are your, you rank the Chris's and then I'll tell you the correct answer. I mean, it's hard, but I think I'm going to go Evans, Pine, Hemsworth. Are there others? Pratt. Pratt. He's last. Okay. He collects. Can I like separate Chris Pratt before and after weight loss? Because like before, he's way higher on the list. He's like number two. But really? ever since he lost the weight for Guardians, he's at the bottom. Really? He does nothing anymore. Oh my god. Gabe values personality. Yes. He still has a personality. It's just not as fun. Okay. He tries to be um, shitty Indiana Jones. You know? What are you talking about? He tries to be like, I'm rough and tumble and I'm a man's man. But like, Indiana Jones is also a big doof. And he tries to do the like... Have you seen that? What Indiana Jones is this? <laughs> I just mean like Are you also talking like a about the Shia LaBeouf Indiana no, 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 Jones? No, no, I've only seen that one time. Um, I've seen it zero times. So. I saw You're it in the theaters. Um, no, I just mean like Indiana Jones also like has a personality where he's like, I don't know, roguish and like a big nerd and like, Big know. nerd? He's a fucking archaeology professor, Gab. This is weird. I d- it's like one scene at the beginning of the first movie and it's not believable. I don't know. I always see him as my dad professor, so. Your dad professor? <laughs> not, not that dad professor, just like a dad professor. I had a professor in college who Kira referred to as. I didn't refer to him as anything because I don't know who the fuck he is. You called him your dad professor. I referred to him as. <laughs> My dad professor. <laughs> because he tried to be hip with the kids. He wasn't that old. He was only like in his mid thirties. Uh, what? He tried very yeah, hard to like, be hip what? with the kids. What? He he was a, like probably a millennial, if not like close to it. He was he was probably on the edge. You can continue with your I have no opinion on the Chris's, so you two can continue. You also have to rank them, I don't care. (laughs) They're all tied, I don't know. (laughs) God, you're such a shithead. Um Oh so wait, what's what's your ranking, Gabe? It was Evans, Pine, Hemsworth, Pratt. Okay, I would say 
I'm not allowed to say four-way tie, <laughs> I would say, are we? <laughs> I know you're a lesbian and all, but <laughs> well, like, what's the criteria? Just in terms of attractiveness? She just said rank the Chris's. That's it. Yeah. You make no your criteria. I can't even remember them all. Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Pine. Pine. Pratt. Evans. Yes. Okay. Evans, number one. What yes! the fuck? He's a handsome boy with a nice bod. I a walking puppy dog. I love him. I admire the aesthetic. Evans, I don't remember either of your ratings, so I'm not even like trying she to. She didn't give hers yet. I didn't give mine yet. I said I would <laughs> give the correct answer at the end. Okay, Evans, Pine. Hang on, I want to play a like, game really quick. Um, I know who they all are. Are you sure? Yes. Quiz me. What movies is Chris Pine in? Star Trek. Okay. And Wonder Woman. Okay. Good. All right. <laughs> all right, you only have for, two left. For context, Hillary uh, rarely knows who anyone is. <laughs> I, I've been beaten into submission into knowing who the... DC Marvel like genre of actor is. I know who most of them are. Did you just take off your socks and throw them? They smell bad. <laughs> I'll pick them up later. <laughs> Don't want them to my nose. She's not gonna pick them up later. I pick them all up every morning when I wake up. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> who talks to their wife like this? Me. <laughs> we have a loving relationship. Um, so, yeah, Evans, Pine, Hemsworth, Pratt, I guess. She, she just Ooh. gave my list. Copied. <laughs> I was not listening to Gabe. I never listened to anyone. <laughs> right. Um, so the correct answer is Hemsworth, Pine, oh, that's fine. Pratt, uh... Chris, I went to high school with. Oh, yeah, I forgot. What? That's a joke about how literally anyone is more attractive than Chris. You forgot what? She didn't go to high school with anyone. Oh, I thought you meant that one of them went to your high school. Didn't someone famous go to your high school? No. No. Never mind. (laughs) I'm fucking floored. I don't know. Um, this has gone off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> never was on the rails. Yikes. Um, so, yeah, Evans. And then Evans below everything. Well, you don't think it's Evans. I just think that he, like, is so bland looking. Like, I genuinely. I think, okay, so. He's very cool. I follow him on Twitter, and he, like, makes fun of the president and stuff. I think. I can get behind, but. Evans, like, is Captain America more than anyone else that I can think of right now? Like, like he, like, lives his character, at least on, like, his social media. But I will give you this. Um, I recently saw, um, like, images of him from Fantastic Four when he was in that. <laughs> okay. And he like, was, like, a toddler in that. He was a toddler, and he hadn't done his, like, getting jacked for Captain America yet, obviously. But his head was, like, buzzed. Like, his hair was buzzed. Right. He is not 
anything to look at when his hair is short. Really? I also um, thought he was very attractive in those he's movies. Like cute. He's like yeah, conventionally he attractive, so but like nothing special. I he just say. looks like any dude. Like that's Yeah, he's an everyman for sure. Yeah. But like a good looking one. Yeah, I'm like fine with everyman. Like I'm fine with that. Convention- conventionally attractive people are considered con- like conventional, like they're conventional for a reason. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Anyway. The, the conversation's weird because, like, you hate Evans, but, like, I like all four of the Chris's just fine. I don't hate him. I just think, like, I just don't understand why people think he's, like, crazy hot. I haven't seen a lot of people actually calling him crazy hot, at least since, like, 2010. The people I follow on Twitter fucking love Chris Evans. Has he done anything except for superhero shit? Why would you even bother? Well, um, Snowpiercer was excellent. Snowpiercer? Yeah, he was very good in that. Chris... I would say anything else about it, but I would butcher the director's name, so I'm not going to do that. It was a South Korean production, and Tilda Swinton was amazing in it. The end. So no one has seen this movie except for you, is what I'm... It was critically acclaimed. A lot of people have seen it. We really should talk about movies one day, because apparently millennials are telling that, too. Yeah. I spend uh, hundreds of dollars a year at the movies every year. Those was, that was not English. <laughs> Gabe was single-handedly keeping movies, keeping movies alive. Um, I just googled Snowpiercer, and there's a YouTube video called Why Snowpiercer is a Sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wait, what? <laughs> Pull that shit up. This... We gotta look at this later. We gotta record a podcast. <laughs> Uh, anyway, back. We're <laughs> <laughs> this is a disaster. All right. Anyway, so, Pierre, do you want to introduce the topic? I'm not we done should. talking about Men in Black we International. Okay. Yeah, we have not mentioned Tessa Thompson in a suit. It's hot. Yes. T- Tessa Thompson came out this year, right? This year or last year. When Thor Ragnarok. I, either way, she is, she is a, a bisexual woman, correct? She's, yes. She's dating so. Janelle Monáe, right? Wait, what? Nope. Don't get excited. Hillary probably... <laughs> I hope she's not wrong. terribly wrong about this, <laughs> because that is... I thought that's what Janelle Monáe's video... Oh, no, video she is. About. She, uh, t- the truth about Tessa Thompson's relationship with Janelle... I have I didn't know, culture I didn't know Janelle Monáe was Why is this LGBT. also a video? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did um, not know that. The most recent, not most recent, but the music video that I'm remembering is like explicitly about that. Oh, it's it's like rumored that they're dating. Oh, it's not official. It's official. I think one of them came out explicitly and said that the the one music video was like about Tessa Thompson, though. I think Tessa Thompson was, was in, in the video. Um, are we done with bisexual bulletin? Yeah. Are you okay. Do you want to talk about it more? No, I don't. <laughs> if you have more to say, say No, if you have more. I really don't. We could discuss. All right, I think. truly don't have anything more to say. I mean, Hillary didn't bring up Fergie in the trailer, so... That's true. Oh, yeah, Fergie's in the trailer, so I'm going to see this movie. Hey, um, you better turn your fucking phone off vibrate right now. <laughs> I was just because I um tried to open it and put the passcode in wrong. Mm-hmm. Also, stop eating. Okay. I didn't have to spit out the food that was currently in your mouth. I didn't. I just, like, chewed at it loudly. All right. Are we good? She spit out her food. 
It's been 20 minutes. I think we can start the show now. Oh, holy shit. All right. So, what are we talking about first? Are we talking about 9 to 5? What are you doing now? <laughs> it, I, I, thought, started, I thought it was a picture Snapchat started, and then it was a video. <laughs> I thought it was a picture snap and then it was a video snap. And just... I really got to start including Gabe in the snaps that I send to people. <laughs> okay, so this week we're... Uh, we have a, a double feature for you. It has nothing to do with Christmas, even though this is our Christmas episode. <laughs> uh, uh, we're talking about nine to fives and vacations. The, the thing that we're pulling all of these topics from is the uh, BuzzFeed list of like uh, collaborate, like um, the list of things millennials are killing. So I went to the source material for it, which is an article from, um, it was, yeah, that's how you know it's a quality source. Yeah, that sounds It was released in uh, March of 2016 by a woman named uh, Megan Biro, Mm -hmm. who is an entrepreneur, CEO, author, and HR and tech evangelist. This is her description. What now? HR and tech evangelist. This is um, the description. Tech evangelist? I don't know what that means. What? Looking at her picture, I believe she is also a millennial. So that's just some context for who is writing this article. Okay, so this is just a summary. Um, entrepreneur.com is similar to websites like uh, Forbes and Business Insider where they put their article in like slideshow format. Ugh. So you have to click through multiple times so you get multiple ads. That's so, not an article. Well, yeah. That's my opinion. I agree. Um, so just some, some quotes so that we get some context. Um, millennials are the largest generation in the workforce, um, which makes sense because we are the largest generation like thing. Mm-hmm. We are a working generation age. thing. Like yeah. thing. Fuck you. Okay. So this article is basically saying that millennials don't like the nine to five workday. But before you get rid of the nine, if you, before you, the Gen Xer or baby boomer office manager, gets rid of the nine to five workday, you should ask what this generation actually wants from work. And according to this article, the thing that millennials want the most is um, to feel valued to not feel overworked, to have a flexible schedule, but to always be on, quote unquote. I'm sorry. Um, Wait, what? What does that mean? Be on the clock? On like call? Be reachable all the time? No, we don't want that. I don't want that. We can get into that commentary in a moment. Megan Biro <laughs> said that. I'm just going to summarize sorry. the article. Summarize the article. We were just we can talk about it. heated. Um, that's that just like... <laughs> They want to be flexible. They don't want to be tied to a nine-to-five work schedule, but they accept that, like, not being tied to a nine-to-five work schedule means you're always available. Um, They want flexible work. Next slide. They want room to grow and mature as workers. So it's not just the nine-to-five thing. It's that um, basically this article is saying, like, the idea of a you clock in at nine and clock out at five and your job is done is antiquated and millennials are trying to move on from that and try to make their careers their identity. 
So, maybe we should give some background on where we all are career-wise, and then that'll oh, help sure. inform, inform the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Not career-wise, but just like where we are. I'll start if you want. I'll start. I'm in my career, so I'll start. Well, I was about to say, like, I, like, have the most traditional, like, closest to a regular nine-to-five out of the three of us. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay, well, I'm going to start anyway. uh, (laughs) It might be you. Yeah, I think I do. Okay, well, then you can start. (laughs) You you work two jobs. Oh, Oh, yeah, okay. Kira forgot that she has two jobs. Yeah, well. Okay. So I try just, to forget. Well, yeah. Who wants to start? Fucking start. Okay, so <laughs> of, of the three of us, I have the most, like, co- like career-minded and normal, quote-unquote, like, nine-to-five job. Um, so, like, I'll show up to work at, like, 7.30, 7.45, and I'll leave at 4.30. And for the most part, I'm, like, Monday to Friday. It's, like, those hours. If something comes up, like, I have to work longer. But, like, of the three of us, like, I'm the most, like, salaried. My work schedule doesn't really change. Like, it's whatever. It's fine. Gabe. Mine is a lab analyst job where I'm a union employee. I work five days a week, eight-hour days. But the difference is, is that it rotates every week, whether I'm working overnights or days or afternoons. Other than that, it's pretty similar. I just go in for my eight hours, I leave, and I don't have to think about work after that. So my primary job mm-hmm. is the closest to a nine-to-five. I work in an office as a legal assistant, and I work from 8.30 to 5. And once I'm home, I don't have to think about work anymore until Sunday when I work my second job. Uh, That is also an office job. I work 11 to 7, so it torpedoes my whole day. And, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I work six days a week. And in terms of the, like, flexible schedule thing, like, I mean, my job is flexible in that they don't care, like, when I work as long as I'm, like, within reason, like, coming in for eight hours a day, Monday through Friday. Um, But, like, my, like, so my, like, group of people that I, like, work regularly with is, like, three, including me, so one, me and two other millennial-aged people, and then two people who are a little older, they're, like, in their 40s. And then, um, like, an older person who's in their 60s who manages all of us. And, like, I, like, I, when I leave work at, like, 5 o'clock or whatever, whenever I leave, with very few exceptions, like, I am not reachable. Like, I'll fucking check my email to make sure nothing's, like, exploding. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't want to be available. My weekend's my weekend. I don't care. Like, this'll, everything can wait till Monday. No one's gonna die. Like, yeah, whatever. My, like, two older people that are in my group who are, like, the, our, man, our managers and, like, in charge of stuff, like, they'll come in on Monday and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I was working on this on Saturday for, like, seven hours and I got, like, four more drawings done and, you know, I took my laptop home with me and, you know, when the kids went to bed, I, like, did all this stuff and I'm like, that to me is, like, a sign, not that, like, 
you love your job or anything, even though I know the two of them like do like their jobs, that's just a sign that you need to like hire more people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to like do the work during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. I don't want to have to think about work after work. Like yeah, like this, like on Monday, um, one of the other like millennial age people in my like little office area was like talking about what they did over the weekend. And like I guess some report that we had put together on fri on Friday like had something wrong with it, so it needed to be fixed. So he's like, "Yeah, I spent like an hour fixing it, and it was fine, and then I delivered it to the place." And like something like that is fine. Like if there's a problem and it like needs to be addressed, that's that's like I can understand that. I would do that. I have done that as mm -hmm. like a millennial at my previous job, but like it's not like that millennials want to work more. It's just that like. The people that are in charge like don't hire enough people to like yeah do all do the everything. work that needs to be done yeah. i don't know how you guys like because you guys have more like i don't know actually not you but gabe you have more <laughs> of a like the work is like directly in front of you like like if you're not in the office you can't do the work right because it's all quality testing on site at the plant you can't take anything home there's nothing you can do um yeah. the supervisors take stuff home, look through files and whatever when they're at home. But even them, it's hard to really figure out what's going on until they get in, actually see what defects we're talking about, stuff like that. Yeah. I just don't get it. I mean, like, get a hobby. I think that's part of the problem is, like, I don't I don't really notice, like, millennials doing a lot of that stuff. All right, that, that's got to stop. I'm gonna, I'll take it over. <laughs> Squeak, 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 or squeaking. I just, I just feel like it ultimately comes down to like the only reason people need to be available all the time. He picks the second loudest. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason people like need to be available all the time is because you don't hire enough people to do all the work that needs to be done. Because ultimately, like there will be times when there's not enough work to, for everyone to go around, but mm -hmm. like you just gotta suck it up. Like don't drive your employees crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And like the like roots of the nine to five workday are from like labor movements. That's like the only reason we have it in the first place. So like yeah, prior the the nine to five is a blessing. Like, uh, yeah, a blessing. But what? So well this is you, you you read the article, you can Yeah, so prior to like the early eighteen hundred like mid eighteen hundreds um, there were like obviously no labor laws, um, right? So factory owners could require you to work as many hours as they wanted you to work, and if you didn't show up, you would get fired. So people were working upwards of a hundred hours a week routinely uh. for like however many cents an hour or whatever it was. So after like many 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 riots and like protests and organized labor and all that. Yeah. Um, the compromise that was reached was a 40 hour work week, nine to five or whatever it was, seven to three or whatever it was. Um, with like unpaid vacation at least, like Christmas and that kind of things off. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like seen as like a really big hallmark, but in the States, like it stopped there. That's where, it, that's like all. And the labor, the labor movement has been systematically, um, dismantled since the 70s um with unions getting targeted by like 
antitrust laws. <laughs> Republicans and Democrats, though. Um, but, like, antitrust laws have been used against unions, like that kind of thing. Um, the, like, famous Reagan air, air traffic controllers union strike thing. I don't know. Have you... So, in the 80s... You said famous. Some reason. Whatever. I learned about it in gov class. I went to public school. Gabe went to I'm just dumb. Um, (laughs) So, in the 80s, um, air traffic controllers went on strike during the Reagan administration. They all all had a union and they all went on strike. Uh, What happened to flights? Well, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they still flew. (laughs) They did? Yeah, they still flew. Um, <laughs> Reagan said, Reagan, it was during the Reagan administration, he said, go back to work, I'm going to fire you. And Ray, and the airport, air, air traffic controllers guys were like, we're nah. all of the air traffic controllers in the whole country, you can't fire us all. And then he did, and he replaced them with scabs and military people. Uh, and that like Do you want to explain the term scab really quick? Oh, a scab is someone who uh, crosses picket lines metaphorical or real to pick up work that strikers are not doing okay um traitors yeah traitors basically (laughs) um yeah so that's that's like why air traffic controllers don't because the reason that the air traffic controllers were like striking was because they were working like seven 12 hour shifts in a row and not only safe not only yeah not only was it like not not fair but also not safe yeah (laughs) Um, That's not unreasonable. Seven 12-hour shifts in a row for the people that are controlling when you can have an airplane land. I have done seven 12-hour shifts in a row. That's fine. I don't want... <laughs> if no you're, one asked you. If you're on a pad... I've also done that, but right. if you're... It's not a good thing. Landing on I didn't plane. say it was a good thing. I'm just saying it's not, like, not doable. Okay, okay. That so was... this gets down to the fundamental question. Oh! Between what is doable and what is reasonable. It's doable to work seven 12-hour shifts in a row. I get it. Yeah, it's not reasonable. It was doable to work over 100 hours a week because people did it. Yeah. Fine. Is it reasonable? Like, that's the reason we have labor movements, right? That's the reason you have a union, right? Oh, yeah. You're the only one that's unionized out of the three of us. Like, that's the reason you have one. Oh, my God. So that that shit doesn't happen. But I think I read some, like, report not recently, but a while ago, that was, like, only, like, 8% of America is represented by unions now. It's, like, between that 8 sounds, and 12. That sounds fair. I mean, how many people do you know? That I mean, I don't know how many I people only know in Gabe. unions. I only know Gabe. Yeah. I know Gabe. Um, 10.7, sorry. Down from 20.1% in the 80s. From, from how much? It was, it's, it was 20.1 in the okay. 80s after unions had already been started to be dismantled. Yes. It is 10.7 now. As of 2016. Yikes. Which is the last time that they did any kind of check. Yep. So, I think the ultimate conclusion, I don't know how much there is really to say on this, but like, millennials don't want to be reachable all the time. We don't want to get rid of the 9 to 5. I'm fine. Like, one of the things I looked forward to the most in college, mm-hmm. and we, Kira, you and I have had, had, had had conversations like this in the past, like, I can't wait to be out of school because in school, like, this is illustrative of how wrong we were. <laughs> we were so naive. <laughs> we were so naive. 
we were like in school like you gotta go to class and then at night like you still gotta like do your homework and like do whatever else you have to do to get ready for class right. and like your job doesn't end but like once we're out of school I'll work my like nine to five I think at one point I even said I'll work fucking 60 hours a week as long as when I go home my job is over yeah that sounds I think I said that at one probably. point right um, I don't see where you're going well, I still feel that way Okay, but when I go home, my job is not over. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I think it just comes down to, like, if, if your company, or if you feel the need to be on call all the time, mm-hmm. then your company doesn't have enough people working for it, and they need yeah. to hire more people. It is, like, the ultimate thing, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I'm so depressed. So it's not a question of, like, millennials want to kill the 9 to 5 because they want more flexible hours. It's because, like, we're just asked to be on call all the time. That's not what we want. Yeah. I, like, I don't, to, to me, like, the, the 9 to 5 is, is already dead because I don't go to work at 9. I go to work at, night at 8.30. Okay, but, like... I, I think that's semantics. Well, that's, that's what, what I'm nine. saying is like when I, like when I was a kid, when I was growing up, like our parents went to work at nine o'clock. My my parents went, parents went way parents earlier. At eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yeah. Eight to five. Really? Yeah, my yeah, parents my would go pretty early. They'd leave by like seven ish. Yeah, my okay. my the nine to five has been dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think I, it got rid. Of, they people got rid of the paid lunch, and so they would go in early. See, I hate that. Yeah, I am a fan of having paid lunches. I don't have that. I have that, but we only get half an hour. That's just because that's the law. I technically yeah. could get a paid half hour, but um, it is frowned upon because my work is billable. Like, I have to bill to clients, and it's frowned on to have overhead time billed. Does that make sense? No, that does. Because every I mean, you're makes, making a face, and it you makes already sense, know this. But I think that's gross. Because like, like I, the way I'm understanding it is every half hour, hour you work, whatever it is, you have to like attribute to a certain client or project. Yeah, that's so. Exactly if you're right. trying to attribute a lunch to a client, that gets super dicey. Because how do you choose which one, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like we have overhead numbers. But it is fr- like for that kind of stuff. But it is frowned upon to use them. I could, but like, not going it to. It is discouraged. Yeah. I just think that's like a gross culture. Like you can have this, but we don't really want you to use it. Yeah. I just don't like. That. I I don't. I hate like. I don't know. I'm. I like my current job is fine. But like my first job out of college, like traumatized me (laughs) and like we we would just have stuff like that all the time like oh like you can have this but we would prefer that you didn't and that was how stuff was always worded and like we're gonna talk about vacations in a minute and like I have a lot to say about my former job as far as like time off goes not not a vacation but just time off in general oh boy um curious well we'll get there okay <laughs> um i forgot what i was talking about you just think that the office culture is gross yeah i just yeah i just think that like 
I think our whole work culture is gross. I think that America needs to fucking chill. And it's like you said, like, the states stop there, but the rest of the world, like... Zendo. Huh? Zendo. Zendo, yeah. Like, the, the rest of the world has, like... You can get, like, six weeks of vacation a year. Is the well, norm. Europe, but yes. And Australia. Europe and Australia, not oh. Asia. I, their work culture is... Asia's is from... I only have one example, but, like, from what I know, worse. It is much oh, worse. Yes. When my grandpa died, my cousin had to go into work that day. Because yeah. she works in South Korea. Jesus. It is much worse. So yeah. that was not great for her. So. Yeah, whenever they rank, whenever, like, the OECD or whoever ranks, like, obsessive work culture or number of hours worked or anything like that, it's always, like... Number one, South Korea. Number two, Japan. Number three, China. Number four, U.S. Yeah. Or in some, like, order. Those like, four. those. Okay. Yeah. India's used sometimes in there. But not really. India's not really up there yet. It's getting there, but. As, as they keep taking our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the spirit of baby boomers compels me. Bye. I did have something that's not really related to it, but... Go for it. What someone told me is that the only reason we do, like, the eight-hour sleep schedule, or, like, you're supposed to get six to eight hours, whatever bullshit, instead of just, like, two separate naps is because of the nine-to-five workday being implemented. I've read that. Yes. So what? Yeah, so back in the day... two separate naps? Like, like people would sleep in two four-hour blocks instead of... In a 24-hour period, only sleeping once. Like, when do you... In, like, the... So, in, like, the pre-electric age, what people would do is they would wake up with the sun, they would work until, like, four, or this is before time, but, like, until the sun started to go down, they would have dinner or whatever. They would go to sleep when the sun went down because that's what you did before electricity when candles were too expensive to, like, burn. And then they would naturally wake up at, like, 11 or midnight, and then they would have, like, a snack or, like, be awake for that amount of time, be awake for, like, a couple hours, and then they would go back to bed for a couple of hours until the sun rose again. Come back for dawn. And then they would wake up and they would go farm. That's, like, a thing. Yeah. What the fuck? That's so weird. Yeah, well, I think that is, like, an example of how, like, the eight-hour block of sleeping is, like, not necessarily the only thing that you need to do to be healthy. Yeah. I'm going to start citing my own experience here because I actually do that now. Uh, Because of my rotating schedule, I really can't get on, like, a healthy, normal sleep schedule. So oftentimes, it happens the most, actually, when I'm working seven to three days, which are the most normal. But I'll be exhausted after work, so I will just go and crash at, like, 3.30. I'll just go home and go to bed. And then I'll wake up at, like, 8.00. And then do shit, watch TV, and then not go back until to bed until somewhere between midnight and one. Then sleep till five and get up for work the next day. And it actually works really nicely. Yeah. Huh. People have cited that as like, because I read a lot of sleep study shit for like the least amount you need to get and stuff. But that's like a thing that people have been able to employ. And it's convenient if you can handle it. Yeah. Because it, it, it's basically just mimicking your circadian rhythms, I guess. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. I think it's interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. It works when you aren't working midnights too, because you go to bed at like 8 a.m., you wake up for lunch, and then you go back to bed until dinner. Mm-hmm. Then you go to work. Yeah, it just doesn't work if you're going to work in a big block in the middle of the daylight hours. Yeah. Yes. Right. So, cool. All right. Anything else on 9 to 5s? Good on 9 to 5s. Love my 9 to 5. I will say I would rather work a 9 to 5 than like a fucking mall job where I'm like at the whim of a store manager to show up at like sometimes working 7 a.m. to to, to 1. But same. Um, how often when you're a full-time worker there, is it really all that like if you're a full-time completely... Worker. Because, I don't know, all the full-time workers, like, when I worked retail, they had, like, a set schedule. Yeah, it would stay the same. Yeah. That's true. It was all the part-time people who were just, like, thrown Thrown in to fill us. Willy-nilly, yeah. All right, that's all I have to say about 9 to 5s. You guys want to move on? 